This is a teaching from Grace River Church in O'Fallon, Missouri. Our prayer is that this sermon will help inspire you to take the next step of your faith with Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up? My name is Chris Heifel. Welcome to Grace River Church Online at Home. Hope you're having a great day uh, wherever it is and whatever you got going on. Uh, my hope is that you take a next step this new year as you meet, know, and follow Jesus. In fact, we're starting a brand new series today called One Word. Uh, and my encouragement to you is to think about how one word can really change your life. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the one word, which is freedom, uh, and how uh, freedom that is provided through God uh, is the only way that you can really live a changed life. And so uh, Jesus talks about how he's the one that sets the captive free, that he's the one uh, that can actually make a person uh, experience freedom in a way that they've never experienced it before. Now, some people would say that the right kind of job would give you freedom, uh, the right kind of career, or a certain amount of money would give you freedom, or a certain group of friends would bring you freedom. Uh, maybe, maybe a certain hobby could bring you freedom. Uh, or a certain kind of lifestyle could bring you freedom. Here's what I, I need you to understand. Outside of a relationship with Jesus, you'll never experience the freedom uh, that you were intended to have. So Luke chapter 4, verse 18, uh, The Spirit of the Lord, this is Jesus talking, is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news uh, to, the people, uh, to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. Now, this term, captives, is really interesting uh, because Jesus is speaking on this day uh, in the temple uh, to a Jewish crowd of people. And he says this, that the captives will be released. Now, they were very familiar with being captives. Uh, in fact, uh, in, the, in, the, in the nation of Israel, they were, would have been very used to captivity. Again, uh, these are the same people that for 400 years experienced captivity uh, with the Egyptians and then with the Assyrians after that. And now as Jesus is talking in Luke chapter 4, uh, they're under captivity or they're under Roman authority. And so they're very familiar with what it meant to be a captive. And they're thinking that Jesus is going to make Israel great again or something. Like they think that the way that Jesus is going to set them free, how he's going to set the captives free, is they think that it's political. They think, okay, we are slaves uh, or we are under Roman oppression and this Jesus guy is the one that is going to set us free from that. Then in verse 21, he takes this scroll and rolls it up and hands it over. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. So Jesus was saying, I am who I said I am. And I am going to set you free from the captives. I'm going to set you free from oppression. And it's more than just political oppression. It's more than just Roman authority. It's this this idea of what it is that you're held captive to. And so, uh, and I know I want to unpack this idea of captivity just for a second. So uh, I want to really talk about spiritual captivity because that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's not talking about physical captivity. He's talking about spiritual captivity. So you may find yourself, if you're, if you're captive, uh, you might find yourself going, okay, I'm just enduring life. Like life is difficult. Uh, you, your kids may be at that age where you just feel like you're enduring life. You may be at this place at work where it just feels like you're in a run-out-the-clock situation, and you're just kind of enduring life. It's an oh-hum, it's an Igor type of, uh, Eeyore type of mentality, right? You're just enjoying, en enduring life, not really enjoying life. Um, you're, you're living with the fear of failure, so you're just like constantly thinking, man, I'm going to screw up, I'm going to make a mistake, and it's going to wreck everything. Like you're living 
with that fear. You're never living by faith. Like you're never really trusting God that you're, you're not, you're living under captivity because you're, you're not really living life to its fullest because you're just expecting something bad to happen. Uh, or you're also hedging your bets saying, I'm not really going to trust God with any area of my life. You're not living by faith. Uh, you're allowing sin to control you uh, more than it ought to. Like uh, we're always going to sin. We're always going to have a struggle with sin, but man, some of us, have decided that like, we're going to allow sin to have more power in our lives than it ought to. Uh, and you may ultimately, if you're living in spiritual captivity, you're forgetting what freedom even feels like. Like there was a day in your own spiritual life where you experienced spiritual freedom, like maybe when you received Christ. And you're like, man, I can, I, but, but you've actually forgotten what that feels like. Or maybe, maybe you've never experienced that. Maybe you've never had a relationship with God through Jesus. And I want you to know something, man. Freedom is possible. Like it really is. You do not have to live in captivity. You don't have to live as a slave to sin. In fact, in John chapter 8, verse 36, Jesus says, So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Jesus has set us free, and so we're truly free. He goes on to say, Paul says in Galatians, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. Like how ridiculous would it be if you've been released from prison, to go back to prison, that you would stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. In the movie Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne uh, is speaking to an inmate named Red. And Red is just convinced that he's never going to be a free man, that, he, that he's institutionalized, that there's no way for him to experience life outside of the prison system. But he goes on to do it. He, in fact, he actually is up for probation and goes and, and he's free. But he experiences in, in the free world that Red lives in, he experiences this thing where he's, he realizes that he's not used to what freedom is. And in fact, even considers going back to jail, committing some kind of crime so he can go back to his prison cell. And for us as outsiders, we think that's absolutely ridiculous. But when you look at your own spiritual state, when you think about the freedom that we get to experience because of Christ, why would we ever go back to sin? Why would we ever go back to our former lives? But it happens to all of us. And that's why Paul's encouragement is to now make sure that you stay free, that you experience the freedom, but then you also stay free. And it's only possible because of Jesus. In fact, Paul goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 3.17, for the Lord is the Spirit, uh, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Freedom. If you are a Christian, the Spirit of God lives inside of you. And so you have freedom as a result of that. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we're, we're, held, uh, we're held captive really by four things. And I, I think it'd be really important as we talk for you to take notes and for you to identify which one of these four or which couple of these four that you're often held captive by. But we're held captive by discouragement. Man, there are lots of things that happen in our world that discourage us. Uh, lots of little moments where we go, okay, I had an expectation. That expectation wasn't meant. And so you feel a vast amount of discouragement. Like we're coming out of the holiday season. And I think sometimes the holiday season can be a time of discouragement because you have expectations on yourself and on others and more than likely more on others than on yourself. And when those aren't met, you feel a great amount of discouragement. And it's easy to get caught up in this. And here's what I want you to understand. You don't have to live it a life full of discouragement. Instead, uh, you can be released by gratitude. That instead of living in discouragement, 
and thinking about all of the things that you don't have, thinking about all the expectations that weren't met. What if instead you decided I'm going to be released by gratitude and make a, make a gratitude list? I think it's really important for you to, if this is your struggle, I think it's really important for you to wake up every day and write, write down five things that you're grateful for, five things that you can have gratitude towards. And so, uh, man, think about everything you have, not everything you don't have. Uh, think about all that God has done, not everything that he hasn't done. And it's a switch that we all have to make. Culturally, I think uh, American culture is saying you should be discouraged. I mean, you think about what marketing companies want to do. Marketing companies want to make you hate your life, right? Uh, but Jesus says, listen, you don't need more stuff. All you need is me. And so instead, be released by gratitude. I think the second thing that we're held captive to is fear. Man, we, we live anxious lives, afraid of everything that could possibly happen. In fact, the phrase uh, fear not shows up 365 times throughout the entire Bible. One for every day of the year. So let's allow, let's not allow fear to creep into our lives and to be a slave to fear. And let's not always assume the worst case scenario. Like maybe uh, you don't have to be afraid because God is with you no matter what it is that you're going through. And so uh, what you're released by when it comes to fear is you're released by the truth. What's the truth? Well, Jesus says this in John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus said to the people, believe in, believe in him. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And, I, and, and you know, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. I love this, man, that he's with you. You don't have to fear because God is with you. When you go through rivers of difficulties, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Listen, you don't have to be afraid. Like God is with you. And when you think about that for a second, the God of the universe is with me. So whatever it is that you go through in this new year, in 2024, that you would go, okay, he's with me. That when, I, when I'm in the mountaintop, when I'm in the valley, he's absolutely with me. And man, there, there's a certain confidence that we gain when I recognize that I can trust in the truth, that I can trust in him. We're also held captive by our doubts. And man, it's okay to have doubts. Like God can handle your doubts. But at some point, uh, we have to take our doubt and, and really release our doubt by living by faith and saying, okay, I'm going to trust God. Like, I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in him. I, I get sick sometimes of hearing, I get saddened really of hearing stories of Christians that leave the faith because of their doubts. Like, I believe that we should have doubts. And I believe that that's part of our faith journey is, is, tr is having some doubts and not just believing because somebody told us. I'm a little skeptical whenever somebody just believes because a pastor told them so or believes uh, because a friend told them so. Uh, I, I love to hear stories of people that went through seasons of doubt, but trusted God by faith and said, okay, I know there's more to this life than what I understand. Uh, John chapter 20, verse 27 says, uh, this is Jesus after the resurrection. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hands into my wound and my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Jesus had just resurrected from the grave, but the, the disciple Thomas had some doubts. In fact, he's known in the Bible as doubting Thomas for this moment right here. Aren't you glad that's not what you're known for? Like uh, if, if, if it was doubting and then whatever your name is, like that would not be a great thing to be known for. That's what Thomas is known for because he said, unless I can see a resurrected Jesus and put my hand in his hand and my, my hand in his side, I'm not going to actually believe this. And so 
what's it going to take for you? Now, what's amazing is Thomas got to actually experience that. And then Jesus looks him in the eye and says, listen, stop being faithless. Believe. And I wonder if that's you. Now, we're never going to have all of our questions answered. We're never going to know why we went through the hurt that we went through on this side of heaven. Some things we'll know about, some things we don't. But what's really important is that we stop being faithless and absolutely just believe. Matthew chapter 14, verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus says. Why did you doubt me? This is the moment where Jesus reaches out to Peter uh, as he's about to sink. And he says, Peter, why did you, why did you lack faith? Why did you doubt me? You knew I was going to get you through this. And so why? You think about the one thing that Jesus got onto his disciples about. It was their lack of faith. That was it. It wasn't, it wasn't them gaining or losing 10 pounds. It wasn't their wardrobe. It wasn't about them showing up late or showing up early. The one thing that he got onto him, it wasn't about their sinful deeds. Like the one thing that he continually got onto his disciples about was their lack of faith. James chapter 1 uh, verse 6 says, But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Man, let's let this year be the year that you're settled. That you say, I'm going to live by faith. That I'm going to live with this freedom. And one of the byproducts of living in freedom is living by faith. And the fourth thing that we're held captive to is we're held captive oftentimes by sin, which is us just doing the opposite of what God wants us to do. Like that's the easiest way to think about sin is to know what is right and not to do what is right. That's essentially what sin is. And we, we all struggle with this. Like, so whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, we all struggle with it. But here's the thing about a Christian. For a Christian, you're forgiven. And as a result of being forgiven, we shouldn't go back. We should live like a free person. And so that's what freedom looks like. And the only way that you and I are released from our sin is we're released by Jesus. He's the one that sets us free. It's not about your achievements. It's not about what you've done. It's about what's been done for you. Romans chapter 8, verse, verses 1 through 2 best explains this. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. No, con no condemnation. You're not going to be condemned. You belong now to Jesus. He's the one that's paid the penalty for you. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. What freed you? It was his power, not your power. What brings us freedom is not our religious achievements. It's not about doing better or trying harder. It's about believing and receiving what's been done for you and saying, okay, I received that forgiveness and now I'm going to go live for him. And so next steps uh, for you to consider uh, as we close this sermon out today, the first one is, is, was you decide to simply live in freedom. Like make the decision to say, I am going to live like a free person. And that may mean you just reclaiming your faith and saying, man, the one word I'm going to claim this year is the word of freedom that I'm going to experience and live in freedom. And if you're going to do that, you've got to replace discouragement with gratitude. Like maybe that's your next step. Or you got to re replace fear for the truth. Like I'm, I'm not going to live by fear anymore. I'm going to live in truth. Or maybe you're going to replace doubt for faith. I'm going to stop doubting. I'm going to, I'm going to begin believing again. Or that you would replace your sin for Jesus. And none of this is possible unless you actually know him. Unless you've actually 
met Jesus, unless you've actually made him Lord and Savior of your life, you can't actually experience freedom in any of these areas. So that's you today, and you've never experienced grace. You've never experienced what it means for Jesus to be the Lord and the Savior of your life. I'm going to pray for you right now. In fact, let's all just bow our heads and close our eyes. And man, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm telling you, you cannot experience freedom. The only way that I'm going to stand at the end of my life and that you're going to stand at the end of your life in front of a holy God and be declared innocent and not guilty is because of what Jesus has done for you. I'm a guilty man, but at the end of my life, I get to walk free. And not just at the end of my life, in the days that I live right now, can the same be said of you? If you've never given your life to Jesus and made him the Lord and Savior of your life, you can pray a prayer like this right now to do that. God, I'm sorry for what I've done. I acknowledge that I'm broken and that I'm, I'm held captive by my sin. But God, I know that you sent your only son to set me free. And so God, I pray that you would set this captive heart free. And God, I believe today that was the purpose of your son, Jesus. God, I confess him and only him to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Help me now to go live every day of my life, not for me, but for you. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We would love to see you at one of our in-person services that meet on Sunday at 8.30, 9.45, and 11 a.m. If you feel so inclined to give, you can do so at www.graceriver.cc. Have a great week.